Welcome to another Fratello podcast. This is Robert Jan Broer coming to you from The Hague. And with me today is a very special guest. It's Mr. Xavier Ligero from Longines, head of development. Um, Mr. Ligero started at Longines in 2005 in a sales function. Then after 10 years of being in that field, uh, Mr. Ligero started as head of product development at Longines. Today we have him in this uh, in this podcast talking about the Longines Spirit Collection. Xavier, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for this uh, nice introduction and thank you for having me today uh, with you in this podcast. Happy to be here. Was my introduction correct? Did I mention everything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be there. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Perfect. You have been head of product development since 2014, meaning uh, uh, six years. Uh, before that, you started in 2005. So you have been with Longines for 15 years this year. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Does that mean that this year you get a gold watch or doesn't work that anymore? I try to, to, to get this, but uh, no, not yet. <laughs> um, during this podcast, uh, in every what we do in every podcast, basically, is we always start with a risk check, meaning we will ask uh, you what watch you are wearing today and why you picked this watch this morning. Mm-hmm. Good question. And, and actually, I, I thought a lot about, uh, about the watch uh, this morning before coming. Am I going to, to, to wear my, my new launching spirit or something else? And I finally decided to wear my Legend Diver, which is a very special watch for me uh, um, in, in my collection. It's the, the one that we developed first um, in 2007 the first edition that we did for, for this Legend Diver. And that's the one I, I, I got when I was uh, working in Spain as a sales representative. So when I moved back from Spain to Switzerland, I decided to to buy, to buy this watch from, from Longines, Spain to move back to Switzerland. So that's the watch I, I'm wearing today on a, on a NATO strap. So now the most important question uh, uh, on behalf of all Longines Legend Diver fans, is it with or without the date window? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, mine, the one I bought in Spain, is with dates. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems that a lot of purists love the watch without a date, and perhaps the more practical people uh, prefer the watch with a date. Yet, I think I saw last week from our colleagues from Poland that there is a limited edition Legend Diver uh, for Poland. Um, and I think it has no date, right? Correct. Uh, yes, it's something that we decide um, lately. It's uh, as soon as we do a limited edition for Legend Diver, let's do no date. So you're, you're totally right. The, the one that we just produced, in a, it's a gold watch, um, five ends, so pink gold, rose gold, uh, limited to 63 pieces, one uh, staying here at the museum and 62 going to, uh, to Poland, and it's with no date. Black dial. Interesting. Beautiful watch in in gold. Yeah, it was. I saw the pictures and uh, I guess um, I will see it uh, in the museum once uh, we're we're able to travel again to Switzerland. I'd love to to see it. Hopefully. Um, (laughs) 
Longines has a had a had a strange year this year. I think every brand had a strange year because of COVID nineteen. There were no um, uh, event. There was no uh, time to move. There was no Basel World. There was no Watches and Wonders. Um, luckily, Longines showed us some novelties uh, before. So just before the lockdown, and one of these watches we already saw back then was the Spirit. And um, uh, last month and this month, there's extra focus on the Longines Spirit also on Fratello watches. And I would love to talk to you about this uh, this beautiful new collection by uh, by Longines because I understand that you are behind this model. Is that correct? Yes, it's it's correct. I'm, I'm one of the people behind because we, I have to say that uh, it's a great teamwork. But yes, I'm, I'm one of the guys behind uh, this beautiful uh, product, project. And uh, we had a small uh, uh, talk before we uh, we, we co- recorded this uh, this podcast, and um, I told you that I like the spirit, and for me that it looks like it's something that has always been there, but it is not. It's a brand new watch. How were you able to design something that that seems like it has always been there? <laughs> yeah, actually, that was one of the the key challenges behind this collection. You know, blending heritage and contemporary. Uh, we really wanted to have something with aesthetical, uh, historical aesthetical from from the brand, and that it is really rooted with the Longines history. So that was the main um, challenge, I will say, behind this uh, this project to to take all these aesthetical codes from the past and bring them to a contemporary watch today. So I have the same feeling as I was telling you before that it was uh, this new watch has, has always always been in the collection in the in the Longines family because definitely you can you can see some some aesthetical uh, codes from the brand from from always and and also uh, because of the past of Longines in in the, this field of uh, of um, aviation and pioneering uh, watches. Yeah, because um, Longines sent me a, a very nice book not too long ago with a lot of um, background information on Longines and uh, the aviation and pioneering history. So there's Earhart's Chronocraft, there's uh, uh, stories about Lindbergh. And of course, Longines also has a, a Dirteen Dozen watch. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a bit of an insight of how you use this heritage from Longines Um to design this new spirit collection, mm-hmm. is it something? Have you have you uh, did you take a closer look at these watches from the past? Did you go to the museum? Did, did you go through the archives? How does that process look like? Yeah, actually, not only for this project, but, but uh, that's the way we work for every new development. We always look at at uh, our museum and, and our history to 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 make sure that we stay in our uh, aesthetical codes and in our um, patrimony. Uh, and we have the, the chance, we are very lucky to have a, a great uh, archives um, museum and, and a lot of pieces inside this museum. Uh, actually, today in our museum, which is quite big, it's only 5% of, or 10%, sorry, of, of the watches that we have uh, in the reserve that are shown in the museum. So we have really a big archive in terms of, of watches and, and catalogs and, every, and everything. So. Every time when we need to develop something, we look at our history and we make sure that we are online with our uh, patrimony. For this particular uh, project, we started about five years ago. The idea was really to go back into this uh, uh, aviation field that really um, Longines had a, a 
played an important role uh, back in the, in the days. So, so what we did is to look at all the watches that, that Longines developed between the 20s and the 40s mainly, uh, and not only watches, but also uh, pilot instruments and pioneer's instruments and that, that were used not only in, in um, planes, but also in boats and for explorations. So if you look, if we took a small look at, um, um, a closer look to the, to the dial, for example, where we put all our efforts to, to tell this history of the brand and, and the, what is related to the, this time, this particular time of, of the 20s and the 40s. For example, uh, the diamond shape that you can see on the, on the dial, uh, this is a, a very typical look, um, this diamond shape indexes that you can find on, on the Longines watches from the 20s and also on the, on the instruments, not only on the index, yeah. but also on the second hand. So it's, that's a small detail that we wanted to bring back today. Uh, today it's filled with Sobilomanova to make it more modern and more uh, contemporary, but still have this uh, uh, you know, storytelling with the past. Another one could be, for example, the, the flange. Yeah? We were talking together uh, before about the, the flat flange that we, we developed for this dial here. If you think about the, the typical flange for pilot watches that were inclined in the past, uh, going from the, the, the glass, the crystal, to the dial, they were always inclined. Uh, but today it will give a very heritage and very vintage look to the watch. So, so we, we try to give a flip to this flange and to, to make it more modern. And, and that's why we decided to, to have these two steps, very two volumes uh, in, in the dial to, to give also quality and effect of volume in, the, in our dial, but to work it in two different steps and two different finishing. So for example, the, the main base of the dial is matte black, very deep black effect. Yep. Then you have the flange, with this finish with a, with a circular brush uh, with the, the minutry. So that's yeah. some examples of, of uh, how we, we worked the, the, the historical de the details, aesthetical details, to, to bring them back today in a more modern watch. Yeah. Um, if I uh, look at the watch, um, and we just discussed the, the Legend Diver, there was a date version and a no-date version. Now, looking at the Spirit, it has a date, mm -hmm. and um, actually, because of the date, there's no applied uh, number three a numeral. Correct. Was that uh, 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 a discussion within Longines? Shall we do one without date and a three, or is it really mandatory that we put a date window on there? Or will perhaps there be another version in the future? Yeah, uh, you're right on all everything you just said. Uh, it was a big discussion I to, to decide date, no date, at three, at six. Uh, on the 40 millimeter, it's okay because it's, it's still well positioned, but on the 42, it's going to be just right in the middle of the, of the three. So what should we do? And, and uh, again, this, this watch here is not a heritage, what we call a heritage watch, so, so a reinterpretation of a reedition of the watch from the past, but it's it's a blending of of, um, of different uh, heritage of blending of heritage, sorry, and contemporary, but it's a modern watch, and we know yeah. today that that to, to to get volumes and to to really touch more people and not only the the, the aficionados and the watch uh, um, collectors, you need to have a date. 
So for this collection here, I, I had to, uh, <laughs> to, to accept to, to put a date on, on this watch. But as you said before, stay tuned because probably in the near, very near future, some, some version, special version will come uh, maybe without, without date. Yeah, and, and uh, because it's not a heritage collection and it's a modern watch basically, that also um, means it's in the sports collection and not in the heritage collection of Longines, correct? Yes, yes. That's, that was another big discussion. Uh, and I will tell you why. Um, today we are really thinking about redesign re our collection structure. Today we have uh, five segments, elegance, uh, uh, watchmaking tradition, and we have sports and we have heritage, etc. And we decided to put this spirit collection inside our um, sport collection because in watchmaking tradition we thought, okay, this is because we are thinking of, of uh, uh, changing this structure, maybe it's not the right place in heritage. Definitely, we didn't want it to put it here, even if we have inside heritage, a heritage navigation uh, segment. But, uh, but yes, it was a, a big discussion. But you will see that in the, in the near future also, we're going to come with a, with a new collection structure uh, to, to embrace a little bit more this, uh, this new direction that the brand is taking. Okay, very interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, when, when you do a pilot's watch like this, uh, like the Spirit, um, how difficult is it exactly to come up with a pilot's watch without being too similar to other pilot's watches? I mean, all pilot's watches have these basic ingredients, basically. Um, and, and there have been uh, uh, numerous pilot swatches by, by a lot of brands, uh, also outside uh, Swatch Group. Um, how do you make sure it really gets that Longines uh, uh, DNA? Of course, it, wa it wasn't uh, easy. We thought a lot about that. Who are the, the competitors? Uh, we did our, uh, you know, our homework with the benchmarking and so on. But, but then we, we moved out of this and we really looked into our history and, and we have such great and, and, and important history um, linked to, to that uh, time, to that uh, history of the, of the, the, the pioneers and, and the, the pilots at the time. So, and, and then we started to really concentrate on this history and, and our uh, own aesthetical codes. Uh, if you think about the font, for example, it's it's not uh, the font that we use for the, the, the Arabic numerals, right? It's something very typical. Yeah. And it wasn't designed from the brand, but it was something that was coming from, from the people asking for these watches, right? The militaries and the, 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 uh, the Air Force asking for, for the brands to develop these watches. So, so if you think about this font, uh, this font here was something practical easy to read yeah. uh, during the day and also during the night, filled with a luminescence to, to, to really make uh, readable the, the, the time at, at uh, any moment. Uh, but again, really, it, it wasn't, um, it, it meant to be, it, it was meant to be uh, this watch. Um, it, it's part of our DNA, definitely. Yeah, so for, for, for the people, for the listeners that don't know, um, in the past when um, um, the military or the Ministry of Defense 
uh, asked for for watches for their uh, uh, soldiers or uh, pilots. Um, they had a blueprint with the design, with the requirements. It's not something that they just go, went out and, and bought watches that uh, that looked good or uh, that that uh, probably could do the job. No, there were really strict uh, requirements in the past. And if you go online and search a bit, you will find these, uh, these documents that uh, are very old, but uh, you can still f- uh, clearly see the, the design of the watch and the requirements for the dial and the luminous materials and even for the movements, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you very much for for, uh, for sending this to 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 make it clear. Yeah, and and um, if I look at the watch and if I look at the response that we got, uh, we mainly got very positive feedback on this watch. Uh, we were very enthusiastic ourselves as well here at Fortello uh, when we did the the photo shoot and the, and the video. Um, what we did receive, I think the only thing that we've received basically about this watch that has a bit of criticism are the five stars. And I think it needs a bit of explanation why these five stars are on the dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you elaborate on those five stars? Yeah, it was a, a, also a big discussion internally because what we, we, we were sure from the beginning is that this collection was going to be the high end of our whole catalog using the best movements. That's why you have in the three hands uh, with date, for example, the, our caliber L888.4, which means COSC um, um, certified and equipped with a silicon, silicon balance screen. So the best movement that we have uh, in this moment in our catalog. Same for the chronograph. It's caliber 688.4, uh, which for the first time is uh, with a silicon balance screen and also COSC certified. And because of these um, five-star movements, we decided to bring back also uh, something historical in the brand, which was the stars. If you look at the watches produced at the, in the late 50s, starting in the late 50s, uh, we started to see some stars in our dials. Uh, in some conquests, in some admirals, you can see three stars and five stars. Of course, five stars, meaning that it was the best movement in-house that we had at that time. So we wanted to bring this, uh, this back into this, uh, this collection, but with a different approach, making them even more uh, qualitative. So that's why today there are five separate uh, applied uh, stars, which is also bringing some, some volume to the, to, the, to the dial and also a complication, because imagine five stars to make them perfectly uh, straight and, uh, and, and if you look at the, the past, in the 50s, it was only one applied with five stars on it. So, but the history behind it's really the quality of the movement inside this collection. And you have yeah. seen that, and, and excuse me, to, to, to cut me, uh, I just thought about something more that we, to, to reinforce also this message of, of the quality of the movement. We just decided to, to, uh, to move to increase the, the warranty for this collection. And now we are giving for all the Spirit collection five years warranty because of the quality of the movement. Exactly. And um, talking about the movement, um, it is an ETA-based movement exclusively for Longines, um, meaning that this particular movement with these specifications cannot be used by any other brand outside uh, Longines, basically. Um, it's based on an ETA uh, A31 L11, 
which I think derives from the famous 2892A2, very famous and very much used uh, in the past, but uh, perhaps still uh, still today. And this Longines has a different beat rate, a lower beat rate than normally. Um, and it has a larger power reserve and, of course, a silicon balance spring. This lower beat rate, does that mean that it because of that it increases power reserve? Yes, definitely. The highest uh, frequency you have, the lowest um, power reserve you get. So we really try to, to find the right balance between, between these two um, topics. And we are today very happy with, the, with the, our calibre L888. It's the most used calibre in our collection and the, the performance in terms of um, um, power reserve and also precision are just amazing for us. And, and uh, can you share some insights uh, in the process of how it works to co-develop a movement together with ETA that is exclusively for you? Do you come up with specifications or is it something that, that comes from a discussion or how does that work? Yes, we, we clearly define at the beginning our needs. In the first place, the ETA develops caliber which meets uh, these criteria. But uh, we are very lucky to, to, uh, to be a strong brand today and, and an important brand also inside the group. And of course, uh, we have a great and very trans transparent and, and close collaboration with ETA. We organize uh, every two months big meetings together with ETA, all the teams from ETA development and also the teams from, from Longin. And uh, it's, it's a great collaboration to, to develop this, uh, these movements, depending on the needs of the brand. And uh, yes, I have to say that I'm, I'm very happy and, and uh, feel lucky to have the, the opportunity to, to co-developing movements together with Eta uh, for Longin. Yeah, and I think it's a very strong position as well. Um, you're very close to the fire. You do, since I think since 84, Longin does not develop their own in-house movements anymore, but being so close to ETA because it's all under the same mothership uh, Swatch Group, it has a lot of uh, advantages, uh, I guess. A great industry. <laughs> um, so looking at the entire Spirit collection, because we have the three-hand versions, there's the Chronograph uh, uh, version, there are different sizes, there are different dial colors, and I have to say I really like the the Sunray uh, finish blue one for the, the three-hander, although I, I think my favorite is the matte black one. Um, for the Chronograph, I might prefer the, the, the silvery grain uh, uh, version. What is your favorite pick of all of the Spirit watches? Uh, for me, it's, it's a 40 millimeter three hands black matte dial. I think the same as you. Uh, and, and I changed my mind during the, the process of developing this watch. At the beginning, I was a big fan of the, the leather version. But uh, as soon as I started to wear the bracelet, the metal bracelet, I, I started, I became a, a big fan. So my, my favorite one will be a three hands black dial and 40 millimeters on. on steel bracelet which is from my point of view the best uh, steel bracelet that we have in our collection today very very uh, comfortable i always like it when uh, when uh, uh, people like you head of a product development uh, speak their uh, their preference for a watch because that really means something mm -hmm. 
um, looking at uh, other uh, uh, people in the, who have a similar role with uh, with uh, all sorts of brands, looking at their wrist, it always says something about the watch that they wear. It, it, it they need to have something special um, to, to to be a favorite, I guess, and uh, with with a good uh, with a good explanation. And um, we had a version with a leather strap here. Uh, with a black dial and the blue version with um, with a stainless steel bracelet, and I really agree with you. The bracelet is very well done. It's a beautiful bracelet, and it's very comfortable on the wrist. Thank you. Yeah, happy that you like it. It was a, also a, um, a big effort that we made on, on the development of this bracelet because we wanted to have something much more qualitative that we usually develop and uh, but still we, we had to keep to, to, to stay in our price uh, segment uh, so it was a challenge for us to, to really get what we were dreaming about and I'm, I'm so happy with the, the results and as you have probably seen we have two different versions of bracelet one is a standard one with a, a regular folding clasp yeah. and without any uh, interchangeable system and then we have a prestige approach and uh, the bracelet is, is slightly different which means it has a sporty class, class for the for the closing and uh, and also a push button at the back to interchange the bracelet very easily without the need of a tool or going back to the, to the boutique exactly and and with this prestige edition you get two additional straps uh, i remember Correct. a normal uh, leather strap and a nato strap if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah it's, it's a kind of a nato strap it's not a, a, a real exactly nato strap construction because it's uh, slightly different you have only one layer of, uh, of leather be below the, the case and it's also uh, coming with uh, interchangeable pins so very unique to this uh, to this case yeah, and it's very nice because I think um, by changing the strap or the bracelet, you change the the, the watch becomes more versatile. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. In one box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and you also you also briefly mentioned the price of this watch, um, which makes the watch also very interesting. Do you feel that this is where Longines stands out with this watch compared to the competition, or are there more? elements such as the movement uh, where, where Longines stand out uh, in terms of uh, uh, yeah, uh, competition with other Flieger watches or pilot watches? I would say that uh, one of the main um, topic will be the historical credibility. Uh, we are working on this uh, in, the, in the marketing and communication to really demonstrate again how important was the brand in the past in this field. So I think that's one of the, the, the points but then you have of course strong technical features and i will mention mainly the in, in terms of movements the, the quality and the precision of our, of our movements having a silicon balance spring which is uh, not open and, and available for for every brand developing uh, pilot watches and i will finish definitely with the the, the excellent price point i think the value for money for this watch here, starting at 2,000 Swiss francs, uh, is just amazing comparing to, to our competitors. So very, very happy with uh, this, uh, this prime position. And uh, last but not least, I think it's uh, you are from you have a sales background, so you were uh, on top of the markets in the past. Um, 
Do you already have some feedback from the different markets, uh, from your sales teams about this watch? Or is it too early? No, it's a little bit early, but uh, we, we had the chance to, to uh, even if at the beginning of the year we couldn't make all the, the salon and the, the fair that we wanted to, to, to do to present uh, in the right way this project, this product to our retailers, uh, we, we still had one in New York, for example, at the beginning of February, and we could uh, present this watch and get the feedbacks either from, from retailers and uh, the press. And definitely the feedback was very good. Uh, the, the, the first contact with the, the watch in terms of price, in terms of look, and also in terms of communication, which is something very important that will, that will be slightly or completely different, I will see. I will say uh, compared to what we are doing at the moment. Uh, so yes, the feedback at this moment was, was very good. And then we started to do as we did in the in the, in the Netherlands, for example, with uh, with uh, some some uh, smaller salon presenting the watches to the to the people, and definitely the feedbacks for the sale in is super positive now for sell out. Of course, it's a little bit uh, uh, too soon to say, but we have very good uh, uh, feeling. I uh, would like to thank you for uh, for your uh, talk about uh, Longines, your role about uh, at Longines and your Longines Spirit Watch. It was a pleasure to uh, to talk to you, and um, I hope you enjoyed it too because I understood it was your first podcast recording. Yes, first time. Thank you very much for having me and for giving uh, me the opportunity to talk about Longines and about uh, this uh, very important and special new collection, which is uh, Longines Spirit. Thank you very much. Really. Thank you. And to our listeners, if you want to learn more about the Longines Spirit Collection, make sure to go to our website, check out the Longines Collection and the Longines Spirit uh, Watch Reviews. And of course, go to the official Longines website to, uh, to see all available models. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>